You're listening to Alabama Tradition with Ryan Fowler and Martin Houston on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. out in College Station. We're going to talk about it. It's Alabama tradition, the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. I am Ryan Fowler. This is Tide 100.9. You can download the Tide 100.9 app and listen to this show as well as all of our local shows, beginning with Martin Houston, 6 a.m., Wimpin' Berry, 7 a.m., Gary Harris at 9, Jacob Harrison at 11, Jay Barker and crew starting at 12 o'clock, and then we pick up at 2 o'clock, and then every Tuesday we go one extra hour and uh, we will take phone calls if you want to jump in at 205-342-9904. Martin Houston, national champion, winning fullback at the University of Alabama. How are you, Martin? Welcome in to Alabama tradition. Glad to be in, Ryan, and uh, doing great, man. Seven stages of grief. Where are you on a Tuesday afternoon? Um, I, I guess uh, whatever the stage is, I was, I was through grieving when we made the decision to make it 31 to 30. Um, I said we just lost the game. Well, you got shock and denial first, pain and guilt, anger, bargaining, and then upward turn at some point, reconstruction, working through acceptance and hope. I don't know. I hadn't got to acceptance and hope, but maybe I'll work my way there throughout the week. Well, I've got to it uh, as far as the possibility of us getting to Atlanta, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm going to have to work on uh, the uh, acceptance and hope uh, if we end up placing Georgia, <laughs> yeah. playing Georgia, because Georgia is Texas A&M on steroids. Uh, big back, powerful back, big offensive line, um, tight end that can play in space, and James Cook can spread out like zero and uh, from the backfield and create mismatches. So uh, we're going to have to get better as a team. But, Ryan, uh, we're going to have to get better as coaches too. And uh, I don't know who uh, made the decision to throw the ball three times and then go for a field goal uh, when your defense – think about how dominant our defense was in that second half, Ryan. Sure, yeah, great point. We had the ball at the three-yard line. Run the ball four times. If you don't score on four times, give them the ball and say, "Go." You you are not having success. Go score on our defense because that by that time our defense was playing really well. And I think when we did that, that spoke volumes to our offensive line. It spoke volumes to the team. And it just, I mean, I think poor coaching. We got out coached from. I mean, I mean, be careful. I don't know if we got out coached the first play. But we got out coached from the time Malachi Moore went out until the end of the game. Well, and and I'm still looking for excuses, and and I've listened to a, a lot of former players talk. Um, I, I listened to some of your teammates uh, earlier today. Uh, I heard uh, some of the guys from the early '80s. I've watched 
you know, Reggie Ragland. I've watched Mark Ingram. I've watched Devontae Smith. I mean, I, I saw more players, former players, because most of the time you guys are not too critical. I, I mean, I'm just judging from an outsider. You guys, I think, understand what it's like to be in the trenches and, you know, things don't always go your way. But I've heard, I've read and heard more players being critical of our game plan out in College Station than I probably can ever remember a group of Alabama players. I'm not talking about, I mean, I'm talking about cross-generational from the 80s, 90s, uh, early part of Nick Saban's dynasty, the latter part of it. What was our game plan? Run it down their throat till we get to the goal line and then pass it? <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you. I mean, that's what we did multiple times. So, you know, and some people say, well, if it had worked, we wouldn't be complaining. Let me tell you something. That may be true of most people. But, Ryan, you know if there's an obvious situation for a fullback to enter the game, what I want, what do I want? A fullback in the game. Sure. Right? Well, and a fullback has, that has, has had any, success throughout the season, has too. Has anyone stopped our, our – when we put Oots in and, and, and bring in the extra beef, has anyone stopped that play all year? I don't no. think no, and and I don't think Brian Robinson lost one yard Saturday. I don't think he was not back. So I would take the my chances, the probability of, of let's just say we pick up one yard, and and we do it for three times. I think we cross the goal line. Ryan, four. At that point, man, with the way our defense was playing, you just line up and run the ball four times, and you dare a team if the number one team in the country cannot get. Four, three yards on four carries, they don't deserve to be number one, and they deserve to lose, and that's exactly what happened. And I know I'm not trying to be – I'm not trying to, you know, be extreme or anything like that. Man, you just – I'm not second-guessing. Like I said, literally watching the game, Ryan, when we did that, I said, not only are we not running the ball, we're not even – I would have felt okay if we came out in the big formation and, like, ran a pass out of it. At least we made them respect and and and, 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 and defend the goal line uh, like big boys at least. But we, we kind of played into their hands. We had a spread formation and, you know, we, we threw it. So we made it easy on them. All right. So I'm going to – I'm going to go through different things that I, I want to ask you uh, if some of the criticism is fair. Okay, let, let's start. Let's start. I mean, we, we've talked about the game plan. Let me ask you about the offensive line. Um, how would you grade? Because we're at this point, we're halfway through the season. How would you grade this offensive line thus far? C plus, maybe a B minus. Okay. Um, run, run, and run. They've gotten better. I, I, I will, you know, I'll give credit where credit is due. That's the only reason I'm thinking probably a B minus is they have gotten better in the run game, right? I mean, w- when we've showed a commitment to run and not do RPO and call an actual running play, they've done pretty good. Uh, as far as pass protection, you know, someone said, well, Bryce Young's off. I'm like, well, Part of that is because instead of keeping his eyes down the field like he usually does, he really is watching and looking at 
the defense because they were coming from everywhere. Uh, so, but overall, I give the line a C, C minus B. I mean, C plus B minus uh, at this point. Jacob, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Jacob pulled up the mic. Okay, my bad. I was about to throw him to him. I was fixing Ashley there, but um, so, but have you seen enough in this offensive line? Is it technique? Would you look at other options? Would you try to create some competition? Uh, have you seen enough that you can believe that they can fix the problem? With what they have? Yes. With who they who they're going with? Uh, no, I, I mean, um, if there's a threat, if there's a guy who can play off the the left side of the defense, um, and he proves that he can play the run as well as rush the passer. Uh, at doesn't even have to be an elite level, just a, a semi good level. Uh, he is going to he's going to wear what's his name out, uh, Chris Owens. And I mean, I love the guys who show loyalty, and I love the guys who've been here a while. And you hate to see a guy go to the bench, but um, I'm asking myself, and I said this morning, Ryan, either we missed in recruiting, uh, or Maroney, Marone, what Doug Marone, Maroon, Marone. Uh, he, either he has um, uh, not developed these guys because if that's the best that the number one team can do at right tackle, and 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 I don't know that Ikiyor hadn't regressed from last year. I don't I don't see him playing consistently good. No, I don't um, either. I don't either. So, so okay, so, let, let me throw let me throw Owen just real quick, okay? Because. Last year, Landon Dickerson goes down against Florida, and the late part of that, what a you know terrible injury. Chris jumped in. He went against Notre Dame. He went against Ohio State. And I thought he played well. Uh, maybe that had to do with you know a veteran quarterback back there that you know had been around the program. Maybe they put more responsibility on him. I don't. I don't know. But I'm just saying what I saw from Chris Owens was pretty serviceable at that center spot. With the way that Darian Dalcourt has struggled at that spot. Would you not just bump Chris Owens back inside and find somebody at that right tackle spot? I mean, because I mean, if you roll out one of those freshmen, well, the, the I don't problem, know if it could be any worse at right tackle. Well, the problem the problem is Ryan. Undoubtedly, they think that Dalcourt is better at center with a Dalcourt Owens combination is better than Owens and a freshman. I mean, so that that's why I said maybe they missed on these guys. I, you know, um, and 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 maybe Martin, Martin, they got they've got too many snap. they got too many stars. I mean, that I, I've said it, and I kind of say it like this: they got enough stars on that offensive line to make a galaxy. Yep. And, and what what do we say that that Alabama is notorious for? They develop their five stars, and 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 maybe maybe Ryan. Um, he 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 coached NFL players, right? Sure, and 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 so is it is it tell them, and they supposed to go out and get better at it, or is it coach them? Like like if you've never been a coach that had to work with developmental players, or if it's been a long time, then you don't know how to communicate what's wrong and 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 how to teach them how to be better. So it could be that, you know, um, that he just doesn't do a good job teaching. And therefore, the young guys aren't getting better. 
because it, it, you and I sit here and go, okay, our our star quarterback is running for his life. Virtually every other um, pass play, and if it's an obvious passing down, you might as well not even have Chris out there. I mean, there, there there's times that he doesn't even look like he knows that he's supposed to block the guy. And I'm not like I said. I hate you, as you said. I hate dogging or being negative about the players, but I'm just saying that that his technique, uh, his his back step is just not fast enough. Let me stop saying he doesn't know what he's doing. Ryan, he is he is going after the right guy. Let me say it a different way. He doesn't seem to have the backward, they call it the kick. His kick doesn't seem to be fast enough for elite pass rushers. I mean, they, they just literally – Get around. They get around the corner on him, Ryan, in two to three steps. They're even with him and passing it. All right, all right. So, so I will also want to ask you this because I heard, and and I hate to repeat stuff, uh, especially when you know it's it's critical. I heard West Neighbors. He was an All SEC center. Uh, back in the you know the latter part of Coach Bryant, the early part of Coach Perkins, knows offensive line. Uh, you, your teammate, which Jay Barker, he he refused to say his name, but I, I think we all knew what he was talking about. Antonio said his name. Trent Richardson said his name. He said the one thing, and and I don't understand. Maybe if you could take us, because you do a really good job of explaining. But they talk about lower his head. He said when 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 if you watch him. He he didn't keep his eyes on the defender. That he ducks his head, and he said that throws his entire balance. He said you got to have your head above your butt, um, and in the way that you block somebody. He said his fundamentals. He said surely somebody over there. And this is coming from Wes. He said surely somebody can correct that. Um, he said because I I can well, see it, and and I'm 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 not watching the sideline tape. I'm I'm watching the TV version. He said his well, his head is 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 way off. Are they talking about run blocking and pass blocking, or just mostly? I think I think they were more talking about pass protection. Jacob, you heard it too. Yeah, yeah it was pass protection mostly. Yeah. Okay, so but did I think, did I ask the question right? What what they were talking about yeah, were his head. Yeah. Think, okay. yeah. think about this. Think about this, Ryan. If I'm backpedaling, because that's the first thing that that a, a, an offensive tackle has to do in pass pro is to get back right. So if I'm backing up and my head's down, I'm fighting against myself already, okay? If you're trying to trying to back up two things, your, your head's down and you're trying to back up. So if you want to get out of there, you watch the great ones. When they, get, when they kick that, that, their foot back, their head up. I mean, and they're, they're scanning to look at that guy, right? And, and what happens with hand-eye coordination, Ryan? If I see my target and I go to hit my target, my hand-eye coordination kind of helps me out. Well, if my head's down, then I'm not seeing my target. So that's, that's number one. Number two, go back and see how when he gets on contact with a guy, watch how they can throw him off of them. 
Okay, you you you're in the sure, I know like, absolutely like, yes, I do. Yeah, they're they're rounding him, and and he gets in like say he gets back. Have you ever noticed he'll get back, but then they'll throw him forward and still get around him. I, I do. Once again, yeah. once again, that's because what his his your head helps to keep your balance. Uh, if your head's down, if, if I play against a guy. Or, or if I was playing against a guy and he had his head down, I could just pull him forward and then get around him. Okay. Same thing with this. Even though he's standing up, if his head's down, then that's where his his, his uh, balance, the center or grab, is going to be easy to pull forward. And that's why you see guys if they don't just beat him out of the block, they'll do some little little jerk move on him and, and slap and push him on the back and get by him with their swim move, because he's already leaning forward. Okay. And I just got a text that message. Back has to be, yeah, that back has to be straight up and head up. Yeah. and, and if You have and, to see your target. And he said, and then we, if they bull rush him, the same thing. I mean, everything about – if they bull rush him, it's the same thing. If they bull rush him and his head's down, he has no strength either. Well, and think about this too. I, I'm a big fan of old-timey pass rushers, and one thing that's not even legal anymore is the head slap. And why would Deacon Jones use the head slap? Because you'd just blink for a split second, and he'd be by you. Yeah. And that's why they outlawed yeah. it. But if you're going to just duck your head and you're not going to be able to see, then all the things Martin is saying is true. And when you kind of add upon that, he hasn't seen an elite pass rusher yet. No. Yet he practices against one five days out of the week. Well, maybe he's destroyed his confidence. And that that's what can be kind of frustrating. But if I'm a if I'm an edge rusher and I can see that out of you, I got about eight pass rush moves I can use on you that are going to be effective every all night because you can't see me. Every single pass rush move is effective against a guy who doesn't keep his head up. All right, can you? I cut, mean, you can bull rush him. You can you can speed rush him. A six year senior, can you coach underneath. that out of him? I mean, can you fix that? Um, it's harder to do it at right know, tackle than ever, it is at center. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen? Um, and maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe having played center, you know, sure. Maybe that that's part of his problem. But I guess you could get those things. You ever seen those things where they? They they used to have them in the old days where you had to neck roll and then you had to thing that fast oh, yeah, your yeah, helmet. Yeah, sure. And, and that was to keep a guy that helped the guy keep his head up. Hey, that's that's <laughs> a good thought. Uh somebody of our listening, maybe that's a that's an option. Get that head roll out there and uh all right, and I wanna and get this passing I, I got a, I got ninety questions coming in from all okay. sorts of different parts. Okay. When when we come back, I want you to pick up why we had so much issues picking up the blitz. Uh, and, and when they, I mean, they kept doing the same thing over and over and over. Okay. And, and, and they would show one thing and do another. And it was like, we never did want to pick up that. Why did we have so many problems? That's Martin Houston. I'm Ryan Fowler. This is Alabama tradition, the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tides. You are listening to Alabama Tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler. Your connection to Tuscaloosa and the University of Alabama Athletics on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Not this segment, but the next segment. I, I want to play that Will Anderson um, 
audio, and I, I know Martin's heard it, um, but I, I'm a, I'll play it in the next segment because I, I think that's something we can go back to if we can. It's only about three minutes long, but it, it's the silence uh, that really speaks the volume. And he talked about uh, coming out of the Florida game that you know he thought the message had been sent, and uh, still he said we got to take football serious, and uh, that's a little bit concerning. Uh, you know, with the goals that are in Tuscaloosa. But, Martin, let's go back to the blitz side of things. Uh, Texas A&M doing what they were able to do and, you know, kind of like sending guys up there in the middle of the uh, defensive side of the football. Uh, what was – why did we have so many issues with that? Well, well, Ron, I guess, first of all, you know, let, let's give credit where credit is due. I thought that uh, Texas A&M had uh, – we got out coached from start to finish, and I think they had a great scheme. Uh, they had a great game plan. Um, they saw something in our communication um, that they knew they could take advantage of. Um, now, without no, it, it's so hard. Sometimes it, it looks like a guy busts the coverage. You know, I mean, a block blocking scheme, or he let a guy go free, uh, and and we don't always know if it was a slide protection or say the offensive line was supposed to slide to the left and the running back was supposed to fill off the right. But what it will look like is they slid and they let the outside guy go free. So, so, or it could be that they slide and the running back checks B gap to C gap or A gap to B gap. So there's a lot that goes into it. The most important part of that, though, Ryan, is the running back kind of fills in where they don't. One of the things that Texas A&M did is they they figured out how to send more than we could block, and I think Bryce was shocked by how fast they got there. Okay, meaning we there were several times where we had no hot route. Okay. Uh, and when I say a hot route or hot adjust or, you know, hot read, whatever you want to call it, um, if, if a linebacker blitzes, sometimes and, and more come and, and one guy's left to the quarterback because they sent more than you can block, then he has to adjust uh, and throw it quick. Well, our backs were in the protection, so there wasn't an adjustment by the running back to be made so there was no hot outlet to the back. I And one of the plays I'm thinking about in particular, Brian Robinson picked up a guy and they sent uh, the safety right behind him. And the announcers in the booth said, well, that should have been Brian Robinson guy. And then they later came back and apologized because they realized Brian picked up his guy. Well, all three of our, our wide receivers ran deep routes. Okay, and and so when that guy came, if you have a hot adjust, the slot receiver instead of running that you know deep post or running a street route, he'll adjust and run a drag or a quick slant or something. So that right should where that, that, that should have been on the wide receiver. It could have been. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm saying. It, okay. in, in that case, in that scenario, if they have it in. I, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I, right. I, I don't know what they had in, but I, I looked at it and I'm like, somebody has to adjust when they send more than. If you have six people to block, five linemen, uh, and, and a back, and and they send seven and say we're going to cover you with four, 
uh, you know, somebody has to um, has to adjust, you know, because they just sent more than we could block. And the quarterback has to see it and whoever and, – and it's a different person each time. Uh, that, that's number one, Ryan. Number two, and I'm sorry it's a long answer, but it, it, it could be pretty complicated. Okay. The the communicate one of my biggest concerns. Uh, remember, I told you my concern with Dalcourt was they tried to give him more communication um, last week against Ole Miss, and that's why the snaps went off. Oh yes, absolutely yes, I do remember this. Yep. Well, 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 when is communication most important? Not when it's a run play and and you get up there and you run it. Because most of the time you kind of know the ball's going here and you can kind of adjust as linemen. But when there's a blitz and a, a, a lineman shifts or, or whatever, and I don't I don't know that we communicated when that was happening. I don't know if Dalcourt is not able to do that. And if he's not, then they saw that. You know, they saw enough film to know if we showed them this, he makes the call. And and then after that call is made, they don't trust him to make another call and read it quick enough in the play clock. And the best example I can give you of what I'm talking about, do you remember Notre Dame? A.J. McCarron? Oh, yeah. Jones? Yeah, sure, sure. Do you remember that? I was thinking about it when you, when you said it because uh, I was going to point out something else too. Why did they do that? Why did, they, why did those two get into it? Because they were having trouble they, identifying the Mike linebacker. No, 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 no. They weren't having trouble. That, well, they disagree. That was part of it, but 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 they were disagreeing because they were trying to communicate what was happening, right? And, and like AJ called it, and then he called. He said, "No, that's not it." You know, right? And, and, and so, <laughs> and so, if a veteran like that and a quarterback, think about how many years' experience those guys had, and they still had was able to be or deceived or whatever you want to call it. Now put a, a, a guy making his first start or second start on the road in a stadium that loud trying to communicate. So it, it looked like several times where we just either miscommunicated or didn't communicate. Uh, and then the last thing they did, Ryan, their timing and their disguise of their blitz was unbelievable. Our blitzes, you knew they were coming when they were coming and where they were coming from. Even though they may have did the same thing, they didn't tip their hand and give the offensive line when they when they were coming. They didn't always give them a chance to see who was coming. All right. One other thing, and, and I thought what Jay said, and, and I, I was driving on the road, I, I'd almost like throw my mic up or my phone up and record it. But he said, he said, you know, the way that you can help a quarterback out, because if you know that you're getting pressure, he said, you run the football. Run. <laughs> <laughs> he, picked, he picked it. Did, were you listening? I mean, obviously. No. Yeah. Well, and, and he talked about it. He said, and and you were you were running successfully. I mean, you were getting six yards a pop. He said, you want to slow it down? He said, run it, run it, and that will help your pass protection. If you're struggling – he said it will make those other guys think just a second. And anyway, he went into explanation, um, and you almost wonder why we didn't do that. I mean, if, if obviously you and Jay played at the high level, but I mean, if 
you guys know it. Uh, you know, uh, NFL former NFL coach and offensive coordinator at the University of Alabama. Why, why didn't they help those guys out? I mean, if you see a guy struggling, don't throw him to the wolves. I mean, help him out a little bit. I, I heard one of our one of my callers. He said, he said either they've given Bryce Young too much freedom to change plays, um, and they're calling more running plays, or they just can't get away from being cute. <laughs> so, so, so I guess that would be that would be part of it, Ryan. Is I, I just I don't get it. I don't understand it. But guess what else you do, Ryan, when they're blitzing you and getting pressure on you? Well, it's illegal now in college football. Uh, no, 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 no. Not 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 the cut block. But I, I wish well, you could. Well, no. That. I mean, I was but, I was saying screen, but we we hadn't had screen games since Eddie Lacy's. I mean, gone. So. Uh, if think about that pass rush, if you want to slow the guy down that's running past Chris Samuel, or you want to help Chris Samuel's out, just invite him up the field and let that running back just step underneath him and and bow out and catch that screen pass. Guess what? Guess what? Those linemen will do when you do that. They'll slow down. Think for just because, a second. Because because. Their pass rush becomes their weakness if you run the screen game. You can run middle screens. You can run outside screens. You can run wide receiver screens. All of those things slow down the pass rush. They Not only do they slow down the pass rush, Ryan, what does a lineman do when he gets beat, when he realizes it's a screen pass? He turns and runs, right? Sure, sure. Okay. So if a guy's pass rushing and you run the ball, the physicality of running the ball wears the defense. It's like body blows in boxing versus – and passing is like jab. You can score a lot of things with jab, but it won't make that guy quit. You score points, but it ain't going to make him quit uh, unless you get to the body. Number two is if you make them chase screen plays, that lineman, that nose tackle, that 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 defensive tackle that just ran seven yards toward the quarterback because he thought he was going to get a sack, has to now plant his foot, turn and run 10 yards just to get back to the running back if he catches him at the line of scrimmage. And then if he doesn't catch him at the line of scrimmage and the lineman out front and they block, then you're going to score. Most of the time you see a screen play get tackled from behind and not from the guys in front. If the guys don't hustle to come back, screen pay- plays will go for a touchdown. And so you run them out. You use it against them. But we don't do either one of those. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I was <laughs> trying we to th- did another night. Well, I was trying to think, well, last time we used the screen game effectively. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not talking about Bill O'Brien. Yeah, just, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It would be Eddie Lacy, I guess. I mean, I, I mean, they uh, – because I, I, I thought, you know, you talk about Nick Saban always talking about money left on the table. <laughs> to me, that's just something that's is, is left. And I'm, <laughs> I, they, there's some yards, uh, some free ones. Uh, if you want to pad that quarterback stats, uh, there's some there's some money to be made uh, when you talk about that. Um, I also want to go to the defensive side of the football. We spent the first 30 minutes on the offensive side of the football. You were known as a great blocker uh, in Tuscaloosa. When you look at how out of position, and I, it's not every play, but I think our 
our linebackers get caught with those eyes for something. So, something's misleading these guys. Because I see guys, you know, gap control. We 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 get tied up with other things. Uh, and I, and I'm not. I mean, I mean, if I was guessing, I'd just say that they were trying to avoid contact. But I don't think that's what it, what they're they're doing. Uh, but you were known as a great blocker here at Alabama. I want to ask you about blocking these linebackers uh, and, and maybe what you see because you went up against uh, the main ones of the football field. We'll talk about that. That's Martin Houston. I'm Ryan Fowler. This is Alabama tradition, the past, present, and future of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Alabama Crimson Tide football on Alabama tradition with Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler in Tuscaloosa on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Well, I went down to the Grundy County auction where I saw something I just had to have. All right, so we welcome you right back into the game. Twang Tuesday continues right here on Alabama Tradition. That's Martin Houston. I'm Ryan Fowler. So, Martin, let's go. And I want to play the Will Anderson clip, but uh, let's just start with a just a general analysis of, of what's happening on, on that side of the field because uh, I don't think Texas a was too exotic. I don't think they did anything fancy, but uh, uh, they had success against our defense, which was uh, – you know, I know we got some injuries. I get that. We lost Malachi Moore first couple of uh, minutes there. Um, what's happening? Well, well, Ryan, I mean, I don't think a guy goes from great to bad, you know, in, in one week for no reason. Uh, and I think that last week we really did see a great game plan uh, and execution of a great game plan by Pete Golding uh, and the staff and the team. Um, and, and so I don't want to overemphasize, but I also don't want to minimize the loss of Malachi Moore. Um, I, I did a talk today called the ripple effect and the ripple effect says when an occurrence or an event happens to a system that disrupts the flow of that system, uh, in an ever increasing manner. Okay. Let's just look at two plays that, that, that may have changed things. Malachi Moore would have been on number zero, right? Most likely when he got his touchdown. Um, Helms or someone else may have been on the, uh, Malachi may have been the guy covering the tight end, right? When Malachi went out, you, even though you put Branch in, Branch may have not got as many reps. Branch may have not been the communicator uh, all week. So when when he wasn't, when Malachi was no longer in there, did they lose some of that communication? And like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to overemphasize, but also I, I think that changed the game. And the reason I feel like that changed the game, Ryan, is because when we finally got in at halftime and we're able to readjust to it, what happened? I mean, our defense, sure. for, for all but five minutes of the second half, our defense looked as dominant as it looked against Ole Miss. I mean, when we, when we kicked that field goal to make it 31-30, they had 13 plays, and we had almost 40. 
so 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 that's it. But Ryan, we got our butts handed to us on the offensive line and the defensive line. Um, Will Anderson was a non-factor. That freshman, that number seventy-six. I don't know what his star rating was, but he 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 played. He 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 wore Will pretty good. I mean, right? Do you remember I, Will? Sure. No, no, no. I and, and yeah. Okay. And that was a true freshman. And so their true t- freshman tackle was ready to play against the guy that we just said our six-year guy goes against every day at practice and, and probably has destroyed his confidence. So so that's it. But I, I am convinced that Pete um, Pete is, is – he just doesn't – after seeing it again, he, he if his strategy is good going into a game, Ryan, he's good. If his strategy is off, he can't adjust till halftime. Hmm. And and he's not a good tactician. He, he 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 can develop an overall game plan, and if it's good, he can execute it. If it's off, it takes him a while. Remember Arkansas a couple years ago, where we made them look like they were like world beaters. So are are we too uh, predictable in that area? Because, well, no, I, I think you 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 set your strategy based on what you think they're going to do, and they set their strategy based on what you think they're going to do. And and if they come out and and we set our strategy correctly, our defense is really good. If we don't, we are better at halftime because he has time to go in and. Draw it up. You see what I'm saying? He has time uh, to, to, to do that. But two things that Alabama has not covered, Ryan, in, in, in a long time is the tight end effectively and the running backs out of the backfield. We, those two positions, I mean, everybody talk about how great a game that kid played. He did because he took what we gave him. But most of his completions were to the running backs and the tight ends, right? Or someone coming from right, those spots. Right. So so that, that they're seeing something we're we're weak in they, that area. Yeah. Yes. We so so we they see that whatever we do, if you if if we blitz, the running back is always the hot route. Okay. So uh so they 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 may if I came in against Alabama, what I would teach my running back is if there's a blitz, release hot because they won't cover you. Okay, I mean we just don't. Um, and um, and then the tight end, we we still trying to figure out how to cover a tight end. So, <laughs> and then the other part, Ryan, you were talking about these elite linebackers we have. You know, what did we just say? If somebody's going to blitz you, use it what? Against them, right? Sure, sure. Well, if you were playing against us, our guys read and react, right? We do. So what would you give them? A lot of eye candy. Yeah, right, right. Get you them make the motion. You make them think the motion is going, action is going this way, and run a, a counter or run a cutback because we'll over we'll overrun it. Uh, we'll overreact to it, um, and you know. Uh, and then let's give let's give. Uh, I, I think he's one of the most, if not overrated, overpaid coaches 
in the history of college football, Jimbo Fisher. Uh, but I give him props where props is due. He had a scheme offensively that was going to get our guys crossing and make our guys cover for long periods of time and had a game plan. If we blitz, this is how we're going to attack it. We didn't, they didn't block us any better on our blitzes than, than, than we blocked them. Uh, we just diagrammed our blitzes and they had hot routes off of them. How much can you reasonably expect that this defense will get better? I mean, I, I mean, I think they are getting better. I no, mean, yeah, right, right. But, right, but I mean, right. We're, we're talking about hoisting up a trophy at the end of the season. I mean, can can this? Um, yeah. Do I think that 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 this game? There's one team in the country that that right now you have to say is better than Alabama. You. Would you take Iowa no, over on. us? No. Would you take Cincinnati over us? No. Would we, you we, take Oklahoma over us? Would not. you take Ohio State over us? You wouldn't take any of these teams over us. only team you're going to take over us is Georgia. Well, the beauty of what just happened is that that will help us be better. And, yes, schematically, we can get better defensively to be ready to face because, Ryan, what have I told you? If I was a coach today, I'd have some of that old school because everybody prepares and preps and practices to stop the old misses of the world. Florida had success on us because they ran the ball and they were physical. A&M, and, they, and then they threw, off of the, the, we, they threw off of that physicality and run. A&M, running the ball, tight end, physicality, not all this spread stuff, still have some of those old elements. Well, so does Georgia, and we'll be better prepared to play Georgia as a result of this game. I don't think anybody else is going to beat us, um, but I think we, no pun intended, a dogfight if we get uh, Georgia in the SEC championship game. That's Martin Houston. I'm Ryan Fowler. We'll play the Will Anderson audio next. Tuscaloosa Tide 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A mixture of clouds and sunshine this afternoon. A few isolated showers impossible. The high at 85. For tonight, mostly fair, the low 67. Tomorrow and Thursday, lots of sunshine both days. Highs between 85 and 88. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The host of the game, Ryan Fowler, and the host of the Martin Houston Show, Martin Houston, have combined to offer a show filled with in-depth analysis of Alabama football and more. Alabama Tradition broadcasts live on Tide 100.9 every Tuesday from 6 to 7 p.m. and is available live and on playback on numerous affiliates around the Southeast. Check out alabamatradition.com for a list of affiliates as well as other great content. So as we lead back in, I want to play a little bit of this Will Anderson audio, and, and I want you to notice the silence because uh, he was a little bit uh, ticked off 
uh, which is a good thing. Uh, Will Anderson, the outside backer at the University of Alabama, and then Martin and I will react to it. We'll give you some thoughts about Mississippi State. Uh, Will Anderson from the University of Alabama talking with members of the media yesterday. Saban talks about not wasting an opportunity like this. What does that mean to you to bounce back after a, a tough game last week? You know, the biggest thing is we got to bounce back. We got to regain focus, pay attention to little details, and we all got to come together and sit down, and we all have to get on the same page and realize that this is the most important thing right now. And, yeah. Tony. Well, what is the team's mindset currently? And what would you say the, the emotion on the team right now is uh, maybe, you know, almost 48 hours away from the, the defeat? I think this morning with workouts, you know, everybody came in with high intensity. You know what I'm saying? Um, we know that feeling now and we have to move past that feeling and get ready for Mississippi State. And, you know, everybody's holding their head up high and we're just going to keep moving forward and keep getting better. Michael. Yeah, Brian just mentioned your name as one of the guys who was uh, a vocal leader uh, speaking up after him. I was like, does it, was there a singular moment? Was there a team meeting? Was there, is it the locker room? What was that moment like? And what did you say to the team? I mean, what I've, I've, what I've said to you guys, you know, we have to do a better job. Football has to be the most important thing. You know, that's the biggest thing when you come to Alabama. That's the standard. Football is the most important thing, and that's what I express to the team, and that's what it has to be, and it's going to be that. Nick. Will, as far as the pass rush uh, for you guys against AM, I mean, what did that O-line do well against you guys to, to somewhat neutralize you? And then also, um, how can you go about fixing that moving forward? You know, I think the game plan they had, they executed it very well. Um, you know, I think they did a good job up front. And I think just going forward, I think as a D-line and as a linebackers, I think we just need to we need to watch film together more and we need to just realize that our pass rush lanes and how we can get to the quarterback more and be more effective so he doesn't have all day in the pocket. Mike. Yeah, Will, I think you had sent, you know, pretty similar message after the Florida game about needing to make football important. Most and, definitely. Uh, you know, the Alabama, the Alabama standard and all that. Just how do you think it was received that time that time around and what was kind of lost there going into this game? Um, I don't think it was taken seriously. I mean, as you can see, after the Florida, which was a close game, we end up losing this game. So, I mean, I know, I think together as a team, we really just have to focus. I think that's the biggest thing. I just feel like as if there's really nothing other teams are doing. I just think it's just us. We're in our own way right now. Tony. How much did it hurt not having Drew out there? And then what did you see from from Dallas and how much improvement is he making kind of moving forward? You know, it was tough, but Dallas did a really good job. He stepped up. He played a role in a big game on the road at, that, at Texas A&M. So, I mean, he filled that role pretty well. I'm very proud of him. He was getting the calls, you know. He was doing some freshman things out there. But overall, I think he did a great job stepping up and filling that role in that type of environment and for his first game starting. Thank you, Will. Martin, um, what'd you take from that? I mean, because I got I got a uh, book over here I've written. <laughs> uh, he he he, he didn't want to throw any of his teammates under sure. the bus, so he 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 thought and he was quiet, and, <laughs> and, and he said, "How do I say this where I don't you know identify the culprit?" 
uh, who've not bought in. Uh, so I, that was one of the things. Uh, another thing, Ryan, is, is you know, um, he's trying to fill a vacuum, you know. Uh, and when I talk about a vacuum is he's trying to be a leader. He, he, you know, a team leadership isn't that critical, Ryan, when you're at home or when you're ahead or when everything is going your way. Uh, leadership medal is tested when you're a hundred thousand people screaming. Yeah. Uh, people are screaming at you, and you're not able to do what you want to do, and you can't communicate, and all of that. And Ryan, let me let me show you just. Once again, how little small things make all the difference in the world. Go back and watch that game late in the game when Dallas Turner went over the top instead of underneath, and they threw it to the running back. That technique put a separation of about seven yards between him and the running back. Running back catches it out in the flat. Uh, and that's what he was talking about, freshman things. He didn't fight underneath. He went over the top. Almost like a pick and roll in basketball, which Jacob would understand. You probably don't, but if you go, what are you saying? I mean, I'm Spud Webb. I played under the rim, man. Yeah, but but if you you you, if you take it, if you take it, and you don't fight through that screen, there's a separation, and that guy can pull up and take that three uh, while you work around the screen. We got to, and that's what we did. We got to get out of here. Martin Houston will have more analysis tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. I'll talk to you at 2. Big thanks to Jacob behind the glass. Hillcrest Huddle coming up in just a couple of seconds right here on Tide 100.9. Good night, T Town.